Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Do you remember how you felt a few years back at the close of the COVID-19 pandemic? We heard people saying constantly, I just want to get back to normal. That the idea of returning to normal was something beautiful, something to be cherished and desired. They were tired of that abnormal, unusual world. But the quest for normalcy is not always a spiritual one. Oswald Chambers said prayer is not a normal part of the life of the natural man. We hear it said that a person's life will suffer if he doesn't pray, but I question that. What will suffer is the life of the Son of God in that man, which is nourished not by food, but by prayer. When a person is born again from above, the life of the Son of God is born in him, and he can either starve or nourish that life. Prayer is not normal for the natural man, and we live more natural than supernatural lives. I have come to the conclusion that normalcy, the quest for normalcy, the desire to return to normal, is truly a road to nowhere. It reminds me of a book I read years back by Karen Hughes, who was at the time a trusted advisor to then-President George W. Bush. A certain homesickness had come over her. She wanted to go back to her native Texas to see her son have a chance to finish high school like a normal kid, normal. It all hit her when she was on a train traveling through Illinois, and the conductor announced, we are 10 minutes from normal. Normal Illinois, that is, an actual town, but for Karen, she had lived a life that was 10 minutes from normal. I know that normalcy beckons. We like our routines, our schedules. We like to get into our schedules and stay there, but normalcy may never be over the horizon again. In fact, I doubt that this last day generation will experience much normalcy in the near future. I don't say that to shatter illusions. I don't say that to be iconoclastic or just to dispel your dreams and hopes. I say it because we're faced with the changing of the seas. Remember what Joshua told the children of Israel at the promised land? We have never been this way before. Daily Devotion family, that's what I sense in the Spirit. We have never walked this path before. That's why all this week I'm settling on resilience and grit for the journey. You and I need that. We are at one of those Joshua 5.12 moments. Do you remember what happened when Israel finally came home? After 400 years, they returned to the land promised to them. Joshua 5.12 says, Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. One day after they had tasted the food of Canaan, the manna stopped. Think about that. A generation of adults that had left Egypt had all died, save Joshua and Caleb. Now, those who were crossing into the promised land had either been children when they left Egypt or had been born in the wilderness journey of 40 years. They had counted on manna 
all of their lives. They had come to expect it six days a week, and on the sixth day, there was enough to collect double. It was always there, but no more. Forty years of wilderness, 400 years of exile, and now they were coming home. It was a return to normalcy. But in their absence, something had shifted in the promised land. It was filled with ites, Canaanites, Edomites, Moabites. A displacement had occurred, and things would be anything but normal. I can understand people's desire to always get back to normal and to accept what was once taken for granted. But I would argue that the desire to get back needs to land on the right place. It needs to return to the place God intended, not a waypoint, not a place called normal. In fact, I would say that normalcy is pretty much the road to nowhere. It's back into routine and rut, and no matter how comforting that may seem, it's nothing but a grave with both ends knocked out. There's no return to a few years ago. There's no return to the 60s and 50s. The time is gone. It was just before the end of the great civil war that Henry Venn said, a feeble, nominal Christianity is the greatest obstacle to the conversion of the world. Nominal, read normal. Normal Christianity says church has its place, God has its place, but I have a life too. Normal Christianity says I want God to be God on Sundays when I feel like going to church, but leave me alone unless I need him. That's what Christianity has become in the Western world. And why would we want to go back to that? I know, as George Orwell said, that every generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one that went before it and wiser than the one that comes after it. I recognize there's a vanity in each generation, the pride that says we are different, we are special. Yet we are at a turning point in our world. William Strauss and Neil Howe espouse the theory of the fourth turning, that each and every 80 to 90 years, there's a major realignment, a turning that reshapes the political landscape. I would say that what is true in the political realm is only a dim reality of the spiritual realm. There is a shifting taking place right now in the world, a huge shifting. As the FDR said in the depths of the Great Depression, To some generations, much is given. Of others, much is expected. This generation has a rendezvous with destiny. I believe we are going back to a world where nothing will be quite normal for a long, long time. And maybe it shouldn't be. When Christianity became no different than the world, that may be normal for today. But it's not normal for yesterday. And it certainly can't be normal for the future. When Christianity had become passe, where religious fervor and intensity resembled more of the lukewarmness of Laodicea than the open-door revival of Philadelphia, we can never go back to that. So the desire to go back is not all that bad, but make sure you and I go back far enough. Let's go back to the power of generations gone by that knew how to pray the power down. That's what should be normal and nominal in Christianity. Let's go back to the awakenings that have taken place in our country and the world. That is normative, nominal, normal in our lives. Let's go back to the first church in the book of Acts. 
who prayed until the place was shaken, that at the very risk of their own lives, they took the gospel to the known world. That's normal. That is customary for every child of God. Let's don't just go back to a few years ago. Let's go way back. Let's go back to the garden where God walked with man and God called to Adam, where are you? Let's go back to the fellowship we had with God. Let's go back to the communion we had with the Savior. I believe God is calling us away from normalcy and God is calling us back. He doesn't call to us from the month and day and year that we're in. He doesn't call to us from last year or the year before. There's a voice calling me and you from an old rugged tree and it's saying, draw closer to me. Normal is not your routine. Normal is the road to nowhere. Could we redefine what normal Christianity is supposed to be like? Normal is a rendezvous with God. Normal is a devoted walk with God. Normal is a prayer life that will not let go until God answers. Normal is saying, I will pray. Regardless of what anyone else does, I will pray. Normal is crying out to God and saying, give me my family, give me my city, give me my school, give me my workplace. Normal is saying, I will not be denied. Normal is saying, I will not be distracted, but I will come before the Lord God Almighty. Normal is not saying, oh, I'm looking forward to getting back to church and singing the old songs. No, no. A thousand times no. We had better build an oversized altar for an undernourished world. We had better get beyond the ordinary into the extraordinary. We had better learn to move beyond the natural into the supernatural. And we had better learn to burn brighter than we've ever burned before. We need a white hot heat. There's nothing normal about this verse of scripture. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's nothing average about wrestling with God all night. There's nothing normal about getting into his presence and not leaving. There's nothing normal about grasping the altar and saying, God, I plead for my family. And yet, that is exactly what's normal in God's world. We've just forgotten. We've forgotten what it's like. I don't want to go back to the way things used to be. I want to take a fire from heaven into my old world. I want to rekindle the glory of God. I want to see the heavens shake. I want to see the earth quake. I want to see the glory of God on full display in this present world. I want him to receive the glory and transform lives. I was in prayer the other morning and God spoke to me. He spoke to me and I, these were the words, for the fall and the rise. For the fall and the rise. I fought it and said, well, God, no, it's the rise and fall. It's not the fall and the rise. I was so perplexed by what I felt that I grabbed my Bible, turned to Luke 2, where I knew that passage was, scanned it until I found the verse. And I said, there, it says, rise and fall. When Simeon picked up the eight-day-old Jesus, he said he will be for the rise and the fall of God's people. 
But still I heard that still small voice saying, for the fall and the rise. So I looked it up in the interlinear, the original Greek. And yes, it does indeed say that Jesus, the child appointed of the ages, would be for the falling and the rising up of many and for a sign against this generation. And it made sense to me in the Holy Ghost. We are sensing the falling all around us. We are experiencing the fall of devotion and passion, but we're also experiencing the seed falling into the ground. We are witnessing the falling and the failing of modern Christianity. What is so-called normal in today's terms of belief. We are seeing all around us that God is taking us back. And if we fall, if we fall on the rock Christ Jesus, if we fall on him during this time, that there is the potential for a raising up. But if we do not fall, we cannot arise. And this is the day that we must rise. We must rise and step into the forefront of what God is doing in our age. But for us to rise, we first must fall. We must fall on the rock Christ Jesus. We must humble ourselves before him. We must admit that we're fallen human beings in desperate need of the recreative, transforming power of redemption in our lives. God is indeed up to something. And it won't be found by us when we desire to go back to normal. It will be found when we press through and say, show me your glory. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.